Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This isn't a director of college scouting job. Like, it's not really to ask questions about what will the scouts do in the spring, summer, or fall. You know, when you're asking those questions in the interview, that's not necessarily what the GM should focus on. The GM should focus – the question should be, how do you visualize the Chicago Bears looking in three years? What kind of players are we going to draft? What will the grading scale look like to build the kind of team we want to build? What is the most important position in a salary cap structure? I mean, those are the kind of questions, I think. But I, from talking to people that have had interviews in there, I, that's not necessarily the way it's going. That was former NFL executive Mike Lombardi, uh, a regular here on The Score, uh, talking, I believe, with Mully and Haw uh, earlier today. Uh, you got to forgive me on this one. I, I, I'm sure that Mike has his opinions, but given a choice between whether Bill Polian knows the right questions to ask and, and, and whether or not you know Mike Lombardi thinks it's happening, I don't know. I kind of struggle with that one. But who knows? You know, there, there are opinions for everybody. And we've got somebody joining us now who hopefully will share his. Greg Gabriel, of course, longtime NFL scout, over 30 years, uh, worked on building some Super Bowl New York Giants team, director of college scouting here in Chicago uh, for a decade. And uh, Greg, good enough to take some time out for us tonight. Greg, I hope you are doing well. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're staying warm, too. Yeah, I am. And yeah, I'm doing well and just uh, watching this process. And, you know, you read a lot of stuff and none of it comes from the powers that be. It's all rumor associated, which kind of makes me laugh because everybody thinks they know what's going on. And I think reality is no one knows what's going on. They got pretty tight lips over there. And I think you just got to wait until the process is over. And, And, you know, I know Mike really really well and i kind of had a laugh at that because you know people people aren't gonna exactly say what went on in the interview and and there could be people that just want to get you know they go through the interview process to find out that they're not the candidate not that they want to have you know what i mean it it it, it works both ways because i i looked at this and i got there's 14 names that they got on their list 
that's, that's a lot of people they're going through. And, you know, some people, some fans are getting impatient, but there's eight teams without a coach, and there could be a ninth team that fires a coach shortly. And there's four teams without a general manager. Nobody's been hired yet. So, you know, everybody's trying to do uh, their due diligence and come up with the right guy that's a right fit uh, for their organization. And you don't want to hurry this along. I think they've made mistakes in the past by going too fast. And uh, tell you the truth, I can't find any fault with the way they're doing it right now. No, I, I mean, we couldn't agree more. And it does seem to be a quality list. I don't know that they have the next great general manager on the list, but I'm impressed with some of the guys they've come up with. Uh, and, and I'm sure that, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, there's three magic questions. And if you get them all right, then that's your guy. So uh, the process is going to be what it's going to be. I am curious about one guy, though. Um, and I don't know if you have any insight or any experience or any thoughts on this, Greg, but Ed Dodds, uh, who's Chris Ballard's assistant down in Indianapolis, um, uh, apparent, reportedly, as you point out, we don't even know if it's true, but I believe it's true, um, has withdrawn his name from consideration. And it's the fourth time in the last two years that he has interviewed and then withdrawn his name from consideration. Uh, have you, are you familiar with other guys who've got that kind of track record? Uh, you, you know, And if so, what do you think the reasons might be? You know, yesterday I tweeted out when that news broke, and I said people withdraw their name from consideration for two reasons. Number one, they think they've got the inside track at another job, or number two, they already know they're not getting this job. Mm-hmm. So to avoid the embarrassment of getting passed over when somebody else gets hired, they withdraw their name from consideration. Uh, I'm not saying that's the case um, with Ed, because there's another guy with the Colts that's involved with this who's got a lot of familiarity with the Bears, and that's Morocco Brown. And Morocco is uh, being interviewed on Monday, I think. Uh, he and I have texted back and forth a few times, and uh, the last time we texted, he hadn't had a firm date and time set up as to when he was going to interview, but According to Ian Rappaport or Pelissaro, one of those guys, it's going to be on Monday, which is interesting because that's also the day that uh, Matt Eberfluss, the defensive coordinator at Indianapolis, is going to be interviewed for a second time. And he's the first coach that's uh, being interviewed a second time. Now you could, you know, throw darts at the wall and say there's a connection. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But I think they still got a long way to go in this. You know, the only thing, you're right, and, and my first reaction when I hear a guy withdrew is he knows he's not going to get it, so he doesn't want me to say he didn't get it. But what intrigued me about Dodds is that his boss, Chris, Chris Ballard, did the same thing back in 2015 um, when Ryan Pace eventually got the job. And, and I know for a fact that he did not withdraw his name because he was afraid he wasn't going to get the job. And, and so that's why it, I, I just wondered a little bit if there was anything more we should read into this time. Well, I mean, yeah, anything's possible. And the only people that know the real answer are, are the five people that are in that room. And really, of those five in the in the uh, room, are three are decision makers. And one is the real decision maker. And that's Bill Polian, because I think regardless of what's said, he's going to be the guy who's going to make the decision. Uh, he's going to say, this is the guy you should hire and uh, and go from there. Uh, why are you paying him a, a huge sum of money 
and not let it make the decision. So um, I, I think we can be pretty safe knowing that that's going to be the guy who who eventually says, I think this is the guy you should hire. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. George is already, George McCaskey has detailed the reasons for media and fans alike why he shouldn't be doing it on his own, uh, why he is even uncomfortable talking football with his head coach. And so uh, the only reason to have Polian there is to have him make at least the final recommendation and then the rubber stamp it. Um, I am curious about something else in this process, Greg, that's kind of driving me crazy. Can you understand, Can you see any scenario in which you've now said we are reorganizing the front office, we're hiring a general manager with complete control, and he will report directly to the owner and no one else. And then you'd go hire a head coach before you'd hire that guy? You know, it, it, it wouldn't shock me, and, and I'm not going to say it, it's being done backwards, and here's why. If they find a candidate that they say, this is obviously the guy we want, and he could be the guy that the Giants want or, or the Vikings want or something like that. And you don't want to afford to lose. You can't afford to lose that guy if he's your guy. And so you've got to make the hire. Now, what we don't know, and I've given this a lot of thought before coming on, is are there any little side conversations going on between GM candidates and head coach candidates? Those aren't going to be released. And they could, they could very well – Ask, you know, a certain guy, uh, a Morocco Brown, to talk to so-and-so. And, and just so they each can get a, a a feeling for each other and, and, and go from there. Now, granted, I'm, I'm throwing a dart on the wall at the wall on that one, but it, it's um, not beyond the realm of possibility. See, but here's where this gets really interesting to me, because, again, the reason you're hiring a GM and changing the structure of your organization, allegedly, is because you're not the people to be able to decide whether this head coach is your guy or not. But now, if we take a short step to connect the dots and say, well, in fact, it's Bill Polian making these decisions, well, Bill Polian is qualified to say if this is the right coach or not, and, and if the GM coming in doesn't like it, that maybe he's not the guy. Um, and, and so, you know, I guess that is the only potential explanation as to why you would do it this way. No, I and I, and I agree with you because I think it all gets down to putting the right people in the position for the Bears to win going forward. And now, if you look at the, the list of GM candidates, all these guys are are rookie GMs. They may be qualified to become a GM, but are they really in a spot to make that real important hire? And this is a real important head coaching hire. We can't see anything but that, especially after what happened the last four years, actually the last seven years. And you could go back to really Mark Trustman going back to, to 2012 or 2011 when Trustman came in. So it's, it's, it's a very important hire and they got to get the right guy. So which guy, and, and I'm just throwing this question out, which guy is more important to the organization, the head coach or the general manager? Well, I, I mean, if, if the general manager is going to have the authority to hire or fire the head coach, I think you'd have to say it's the general manager. True. But what if, it, if it's Bill Polian, I'm just 
you know, well, yeah, I, I, arguing yeah, with you here. No, no, I know, but I, I guess the, the answer to that is get Bill Polian to be your general manager. Then, I guess. Well, yeah, but at, at 77 or 78, he isn't going to do that. No. Now, could he stay, stay on as a consultant for another year to help out? Sure. There's, no, there's nothing to, to prevent the Bears from doing that. Mm-hmm. It's and there's, scenario, you know, somebody yeah. brought this up to me this afternoon. You know, you look at a couple of these names, and they're not evaluators. But they are front office executives. They're very capable of running a front office. And that's uh, Adolfo Mensa from Cleveland and Omar Khan from, from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But neither one of these guys are really evaluators. So do you want them in the role of a GM that is also overseeing your draft process? And so, you know, it, it's, it, it's been brought up is that the type of guy – you know, you could look at look at what's going on in New Orleans, and he was a cap guy. He's learned how to become an evaluator. But I think in the Bears situation, you can't wait for somebody to learn how. You got to have somebody, um, you know, who's in position to make the right decisions. Now, the only way you could change it around is that that guy's going to be your your president of football operations, and then you're going to have a, a GM underneath him who's going to be your chief evaluator you well, know, oversee or, scouting everything else so the, i think there's a lot of possibilities here and again they're not spelling it out and they don't have to spell it out you know they're going to give us an answer when they make a decision on everybody yeah and, and i think this is where we get hung up too much on titles and semantics because i know there's a lot of people out there who've insisted oh they got to have a football czar a president of everything football and he should hire the general manager but the way i see it the general manager can be that same guy it's just a title and he hires a director of player personnel uh you know i've been asked a couple times tonight what what side of the ball did ryan pace come from was he college scouting uh, nfl scouting was he a you know an operations guy ryan was the director of player personnel his last two years in uh, in New Orleans. And so now you can bring in that that operations, that business guy, that guy capable of reading people and hiring them to fill all these positions. And he hires a director of player personnel who eventually wants to be a general manager, but right now is the top evaluator. You give him control of that process. Uh, and in that regard, you've kind of accomplished the same thing. Um, uh, and, and, and you've removed you've completely removed ownership from the process, which I think is what people are trying are hoping will happen here. Well, I, I, what a lot of people are hoping will happen and what will happen are probably two different things. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, here, here's reality. And, and, and like George said at the, at the press conference at the year on press conference, you know, he's not qualified to make some of these decisions, especially when he said, Matt Nagy said, well, what do you think I, you know, I should play or whatever. But reality is what owner is qualified. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very few. Only and, one and I know so, who thinks he is. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that we're on the same page. You know, there's too often hub. We're on the same page. Here. But the, uh, uh, and, and that's somebody with a big star on the side of their home. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but a, a lot these guys are businessmen. They're not. They're not football executives. And and to have the general manager report to him, well, the general manager reports to the owner of every team. So what what's so odd about that? You know, because the owner is is the ultimate decision maker. 
for that franchise. So, and, and George, for even though he, he he's not the full owner, Virginia is. George is has got a share of the team, just like the other McCaskies do, and he's on the board of directors, chairman of the board of directors. So he's he's got a big say in what goes on with the club. Let me ask you one more before I have to let you go, Greg. We were talking a few minutes ago. I don't know if you mentioned by name, but Morocco Brown, of course, is, I believe, the director of college scouting right now uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. He is one of the candidates. He does have history here in Chicago. He is highly uh, experienced and and certainly a quality candidate um, and somebody that we know, you know, and and that the Bears know and, and would bring a level of comfort. Um, but I'm curious, and again, this is a job you held here in Chicago, director of college scouting. What, what is the leap to general manager? How much more does he have to be prepared to do to be a great GM as opposed to a great director of college scouting? Well, if if you know Morocco's resume, he's been a director of player personnel and he was in some bad situations. He was in a bad situation with the Redskins and in a bad situation with the Cleveland Browns, none of which were, were his doing. So then, you know, everybody gets fired from those situations. And when the GM goes, the director of player personnel goes, et cetera, and the head coach goes. So now he's got to start to work his way back up to the top. And Chris hired him because, you know, Chris worked with him. You know, Morocco and Chris were hired within weeks of each other back in 2001 when we came in, when Jerry and I came in. And uh, you know, Chris is a quality guy. He knows exactly what Morocco could do. Morocco was in, his whole, entire time he was with us, he was on the pro side. But since then, and he left in 2007, uh, he's been very much involved in the college side. So he's really got experience on both sides. And I think that's a plus on top of that. He's just a remarkable individual. He gets along with everybody. He's very smart. You know, he was former, not an NFL player, but he was a very good college player inside linebacker at, at North Carolina State. You know, to me, he's one of my favorite candidates. And I, I think they got a good list. There's about five or six guys on that list that I think have the potential to be really good guys. Uh, it's just who's it going to be? Greg, as always, uh, enlightening. Uh, there's stuff that you know that the rest of us don't because you've lived it. That's why I love getting you on every chance I get. We will continue to stay in touch as this process plays out. And in the meantime, I hope you have a great evening and stay warm out there, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Thanks, my friend. We'll check back as soon as there's more to report on. That is Greg Gabriel, former director of college scouting for the Chicago Bears. We are going to take a very quick commercial break here. we got about 40, 45 minutes left. Nothing but you and me, guys. Your phone calls, 312-644-6767. Lines are open now. Let's fill them up. We want to hear what you think. Who do you want to be the Bears GM, the Bears head coach? What about fixing this football team? What are they going to do about the wide receiver position, the cornerback spot? Defensive line is loaded with free agents right now, guys. We don't know how good the offensive tackles are. Lots to talk about here in Chicago. Or this is what they call the best weekend of the year in sports, the divisional playoffs in the NFL. Four games, each one compelling in its own right. We can break those down as well. If you have questions, thoughts, give me a call. 312 644-6767. I'm Hub Arkish. This is 670 The Score, and we are back in just a moment. 
This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. One source, it's not Jim. I've already said I've had some contact with Jim. I didn't ask him and he didn't tell me. Uh, but but one other source who's usually pretty good told me that there was a, just a, a brief phone conversation. I'm not going to say between Jim and somebody in the organization, which I, I think may have just been saying hi, may have been trying to read the tea leaves without asking the questions. I don't know. I can't confirm that for certain, but it's a pretty good source. I think that there was a phone call, and, and I think where that phone call ended is Jim's got decisions to make, and again, he just he hasn't made them. As you probably figured out, that was me. I'm Hub Arkish, and I visited on The Rush at NBC Sports Chicago with David Kaplan the other day. And that, that's, a, that's a bite. That's a cut from the conversation. Uh, somebody who I assume heard the entire conversation decided to tweet that I was reporting that there was conversation between Jim Harbaugh and the Chicago Bears, period, clearly suggesting that there might be some interest or something going on. When in fact, if you listen to the whole conversation, Dave Kaplan's a friend of mine. We were talking as friends. He asked me why the Bears weren't more interested or involved with Jim Harbaugh. And I was explaining that at this point, Jim doesn't seem to know what he wants to do, doesn't necessarily have interest in coming back to the NFL, can't decide if he belongs at the University of Michigan or in the NFL, and that he really was testing the waters, and that I thought this phone call that may have not even been with him, may have been with somebody advising him, although he does not have an agent, and I wasn't sure who was with at the Bears, was really just taking the temperature of things as to what was going on you know, with what they were thinking about the job, and it literally happened at the beginning of last week. So in an attempt to answer a friend's question and report that there was nothing going on between Jim Harbaugh and the Chicago Bears. That somehow turned into me reporting that there may be, thanks to social media, which almost never gets it right. And uh, I wasn't even sure if I wanted uh, Brian to play that cut, but but I guess it's an opportunity to explain my never-ending frustration with social media and, and what a horrible place it is to go for actual facts and news because this is the kind of thing that happens. So I do thank Brian Callahan. I have not mentioned to this point that Brian's with me tonight behind the glass producing, doing such a great job spinning the dials for us and getting you all on the program. And uh, that's why he's here, because he's right. I, I guess it is worth at least clarifying and addressing. I did clarify it yesterday morning with Dan and Layla as well. Um, but uh, it, it's a subject that I probably am closer to than most, and I can tell you that at least at this moment, there is nothing going on between Jim Harbaugh and the Chicago Bears, between Jim Harbaugh and any NFL team, and I'm not sure where Jim is at with the University of Michigan, uh, and and I'm sure that when he does decide, uh, you know, we'll, we'll all know, um, but, but right now, as near as I can tell, uh, he is just exploring what opportunities may be available out there to him. So with that, let's get back to the phone lines again. Our listener line, the score listener line, is powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, and Beat the Odds. Uh, uh, beat the Books, I should say. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. The number, 312-644-6767. You can text me at that number as well in our text zone. That is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai Velgonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. We'll get to some of your texts shortly. But right now, John has dialed us up from Lake Geneva. John, I appreciate you calling. I hope you're doing well tonight. Hi, Hub. Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Hope you're doing good, too. Just throwing this out there. What do you think about 
uh, Lanstad being the GM for the Bears. Is that off the wall? Well, it's off the wall because I haven't heard it before, (laughs) John. I'm not. uh, I'm so biased here. Dave's a dear friend. uh, And and as you probably know, he's also the co-host of my TV show, uh, our Pro Football Weekly show. We've been on the air 35 years, and Dave joined us, I think it was either four or five years ago now. He's doing a great job for us on the show. He is also still working for Fox Sports as an NFL and college football analyst, does an outstanding job there. One of the really good people to ever pass through Chicago in the National Football League. Um, I think he himself might tell you that at least at this stage of his career, he's probably not general manager material. Um, uh, I, I think Dave was a much better coach than he ever got credit for. I, I certainly um, uh, quoted a fascinating stat piece of trivia earlier in the show, but to this day, he's the only coach in NFL history to win double digit games. His first four years with a team did that in Miami uh, when he was hired yeah. there after Jimmy Johnson left. Didn't have a great run here in Chicago. I think we're now realizing, you know, three decades later, a lot of that had to do with the organization. But it was also his first right. job, and I, I know he would tell you because he's told me there were things he would do differently. Really knowledgeable football guy, real insight. I think he's. Of- I think he's. He knows a lot of people, and I think he's a really smart guy. I was going to say, John, he, he does know where all the where all the bones, where all the skeletons are buried. There's no question about that. But I, I, I don't think it's what he would want right now. And if it's what he wouldn't want, I don't see how it would work for the Bears. Uh, I also okay. don't know if, you know, having been away from the league as long as he has, although he was a coordinator in Buffalo and Tampa as recently as about five, six years ago. Um, uh, but I just don't think at this point he's ready to start on a new career path. So interesting thought, though. Always fun to get to talk about a guy I love. Uh, Dave Wanstead, a really special guy. And, and I'm glad that he's still on the on the scene here in Chicago with his work here at the station with us at The Score, as well as working yeah, with too. us on our uh, Pro Football Weekly TV show over at NBC Sports Chicago. So thank you for the call, John. I do appreciate it. We're going to move out to Iowa now, out in Haywarden, Iowa. Darren is a caller pretty regularly when I'm on the air, and always good to hear from you, Darren. I hope you're doing well. Well, I'm doing wonderful, uh, Hob. First of all, I want to say I'm so sorry about Les Gostin. He was a wonderful man. Um, but anyway, there's one GM I really know a lot about, and there's another one I don't know much about, and that is Rick Smith. I know the Bears put a request out for him to interview him. I don't know if he has yet or not. But the other guy I'm really intrigued by, and I've heard a lot of reports about, and that's Joe Sheen out of Buffalo. And then head coach, I would love to see maybe the Bears look at Brian Dable more. The more I'm hearing about him, the more what he did with Josh Allen in four years in Buffalo, because this is his fourth year. His first year wasn't so good. And then he started getting better and better and better. And all of a sudden, Josh Allen is a top six quarterback under Brian Dable. Now, before I let you go, Hub, Dave Wanstead said, if Buffalo gets beat this weekend, if I was the Chicago Bears, I would go down there and get Brian Dable as head coach. What do you think about Brian Dable and Joe Joe Sheen and uh, Rick Smith? Thanks, Hub. Darren, thank you for the phone call. You know, first of all, just, you may be right. I don't know if it's pronounced Sheen or Shone. Uh, Joe spells his name S C H O E N. 
uh, and I had been pronouncing it shown. I could be wrong about that. I do know that he is currently one of two finalists for the Giants GM job, uh, and and is uh, I think today was having a second interview there. Uh, he is the uh, assistant GM. I, I, I'm not sure if the title is assistant GM or personnel director in Buffalo, uh, but has done a very good job there. He is well thought of around the league. I do not know as much about him as I do Rick Smith, and I've been saying for years that Rick Smith would be my first choice and would still be my first choice because I thought until recently that Omar Khan might not be available. So uh, Omar Khan, is just a, because of the difference in their backgrounds, Khan impresses me a little bit more. He's not an evaluator. He's not the talent expert that, that, that Rick Smith is, but he has been overseeing the entire football operation in Pittsburgh for quite a while now under Kevin Colbert, who is the GM. And the Pittsburgh Steelers organization is arguably the best organization in football. They've had exactly three coaches in the last 50-plus years, two GMs in the last 30 years. They get it right. And so Omar Khan, to me, has an impeccable resume, but he is not the evaluator that Rick Smith is. Rick Smith had a run of first-round draft picks between about, I'm going to say, 2010 and 2017 that is really un matched in NFL history, just brilliant drafting. Uh, and we're not talking about just going out with a top five, you know, number one pick, but finding J.J. Watt and, and DeAndre Hopkins and Dwayne Brown and Deshaun Watson where he did. Um, you know, Whitney Merciless had great years there. Uh, you know, one great pick after another all over the first round. Uh, did well in, in day two picks as well. He did not do as well on day three as, as, as Ryan Pace or some others have done. Um, and, and there were some reports about some concerns about some of his hires in, in his front office. Uh, he did have experience towards the end in Houston before he was forced to take a leave of absence um, as a director of operations in, a distant, in addition to just drafting. So I love Rick Smith, and, and he probably would be my second choice. Uh, I just like Omar Khan a little bit more because of where the NFL is at right now. And Khan, his hiring uh, practices outside of the GM, because Kevin Colbert was the GM, has done an outstanding job. I think he could find a great personnel director, which would give you a team overseeing the whole operation and not just a talent expert like Rick Smith. So uh, either of those guys, uh, or Sean or Sheen, I'll get the pronunciation right before I get off the air tonight, would be excellent. As far as head coach, Todd Bowles is my first choice, Darren. I, I know he, he did not work out in the Jets, but that organization was as or more dysfunctional than the Bears has been recently. He is an outstanding football coach, incredibly respected by his peers and everybody who's played for him, gone back to Tampa and done a great job there. Um, you know, some the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, was fired in some disgrace in Cleveland. And it took five years to get back before he got the job with the Patriots. Um, uh, Pete Carroll needed three tries before he got to Seattle. Uh, you know, you look at Bruce Arians, needed a couple tries before he got to uh, to Tampa Bay. So the fact that it didn't work the first time doesn't mean he's not a great coach. I love Todd Bowles. My second choice is Brian Dable, and I've learned more about him. I was a little concerned about the fact that Buffalo is his fourth offensive coordinator job, uh, and the first three lasted one year, one year, and two years. Um, uh, in, I believe it was Cleveland, Miami, and Kansas City. I don't think I have him in the right order. Um, now, he didn't have the quarterback in any of those places, but I love what he has done. Um, in, in in Buffalo. And there is something that, that people don't talk enough about Dayball that to me is one of his greatest selling points. Of his 22-year uh, career as, as a lifer, position coach, and coordinator in the NFL, 11 of those years were spent with Bill Belichick in New England. But of all the Belichick disciples that have failed so far, 
Dayball is, is, is well-spoken, laid-back, well, well-loved by everybody. Um, uh, he's a good guy, I guess is what I'm saying, as opposed to Josh McDaniels and now Matt Patricia and, and Brian Flores and even Charlie Weiss, all of whom failed, but all of whom had these prickly personalities and a lot of people couldn't get along with them uh, and they didn't play nice with others was the problem. Being steeped in the Patriot way, but being able to communicate and deal with today's players, that makes Brian Dable an outstanding candidate. And, and I would hope that the Bears will look at him very seriously if, in fact, they do not decide to hire Todd Bowles. So I hope that answers your questions, Darren. I appreciate the call. Guys, i got to take another quick break here. we got plenty of time for everybody who's on the line. Brian, you're going to be next. We're going to go out to California and talk to Rob. Pete, will get you in. Guys, just be patient with me for a couple minutes as I pay a few bills. We're back with more of your calls right here at 670 The Score in just a moment. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Go Bears! That, of course, is the chairman of the board, George McCaskey, with his favorite expression, Go Bears. Got a bunch of phones to get to, guys, but real quick before we do, I promised I would check the tech zone and have not gotten to it tonight too much. It's brought to you by Rosen Hyundai Valgonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Got a texter, Phil, from San Cristobal, Mexico, wants to know if Dave Tobe is on the Bears' radar. And, and Phil, thanks, because to my knowledge, Dave has not been requested to interview for any of the eight openings, and that's just a crime. Uh, I mean, we, we know how well special teams coaches do as head coaches. You see John Harbaugh now. Uh, look at the job Rich Passaccia just did as an interim coach. Dave Tobe would be a great head coach, and the fact that nobody's even talking to him is one of the great mysteries of the world to me. I, I just I really don't understand it at all. Uh, also have somebody who wants to know which free agents, if any, the Bears should re-sign. You know, absolutely they should re-sign James Daniels, and, and based on uh, and Bilal Nichols, I, I think these are two young players that are not going to break the bank, uh, who can be core players. They may never go to a Pro Bowl. I think James Daniels could if he ever got moved into center where he belongs. Um, uh, but these are two players I don't think you want to let get away. And I think they should attempt a conversation with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is going to have to have a one-year prove-it deal somewhere. He's recently been tweeting his mad love for the city of Chicago. The people who he failed in negotiations with are gone. So you try. I don't think it's going to work out, but you try. You try with Akeem Hicks, too, on one-year deals if the plan is to try and compete this year. If you're going to rebuild, well, then there's no point in doing that because now you're talking about players who will be 29 and 33 years old. But certainly Bilal Nichols and James Daniels, they've got a hole at inside linebacker. I don't think Danny Trevathan will be back. I would try and get Alec Ogletree back on a one-year deal as well as bringing in young talent to compete there. Um, And beyond that, if Akeem, uh, not Akeem, if, uh, if Tariq Cohn is not going to be able to play for you, then you do want to think about bringing Jakeem Grant back on a one-year deal, another free agent. So none of these are essential except for, in my opinion, Daniels and, and Nichols, but those are the guys that I would take a hard look at. Let's get back to the phone lines now and welcome Brian in from Orland Park. Brian, how you doing tonight? Hey, Hub, how are you? Um, Good, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um couple things everything i'm hearing tonight we have to have a good talent we have to have a good talent talent evaluator and um i think that could come from ed dodge from indianapolis um i heard he's a pretty intense guy rebuilt that offensive line in indianapolis and uh i think he'd be perfect and he'd be exactly what the bears need at this time in terms of uh an italian a talent evaluator and bring in some uh 
you know, good draft picks and stuff to the Chicago Bears. I'll hang up and listen. Well, yeah, Brian, I, 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 I thank you for the call, and I apologize. You must not have been listening earlier, but apparently Ed Dodds has removed his name from consideration, and it is the fourth time in the last two years that he has interviewed or been asked to interview for head coaching jobs and then backed out, so we're not exactly sure what went on there, and I agree with you. I thought he was a good candidate, but he is apparently no longer a candidate, so uh, if you're looking for a hotshot talent evaluator, the other guy with the Colts, Morocco Brown, has history with the Bears, and he will be interviewing a believe this coming Monday. So you may want to keep an eye on him. Uh, and there are a few other top evaluators on their list. Let's get out to Thousand Oaks, California and welcome Rob into the show. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you, Bob? I, I'm good. I'm guessing you're a little warmer than we are. Uh, I hope it's nice out there. Uh, 62. There you go. 62. Well, enjoy that. It's uh, two here. So what can we do for you tonight? Yeah, I just the guy kind of answered the Rick Smith question before, but that was going to be my question. But when are the Bears planning to hire him? You know, what are the pros and cons with Rick Smith? And would he be like a major, major upgrade over Ryan Pace? So I'll hang up with the answer. Thank you, Hub. Rob, thank you for calling. I, I, you know, uh, they allegedly have requested an interview. I do not believe that they have interviewed him yet. As far as the timing, it looks like the Giants are close to filling their spot. Uh, the Vikings and the Raiders are, are, are not. The Raiders are actually behind the Vikings and the Bears. We don't know that the Giants are, but they allegedly have two finalists. So uh, I don't think it's urgent. Uh, the fact that they're still scheduling interviews for Monday uh, suggests that they don't plan to complete this for a few more days. Uh, I think if it goes too much further past Monday, they're going to regret it. Uh, but I think they do have at least a few more days to, to try and get this right. And whether they slot Rick Smith in there or not, I, I just don't know. Um, let's get back out to Iowa where Hunter is on the line. Hunter, thank you for calling. How you doing? Hello, Hunter. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, how you doing, buddy? Not bad. I'm I'm good, thank you. What can we do for you? I just had a quick question. We're having a little debate at work about who would be the better fit for the head coaching job, Harbaugh or uh, Flores from Miami. Oh, wow, Hunter. <laughs> I, I am, listen, buddy, thank you for the call. I, I am not a Brian Flores fan. I, I think I've been pretty clear on that. Nothing personal. I wish the man the best. Uh, but I do not like what happened in his three years in Miami, and everything that I've learned about it uh, makes me wonder why anybody would consider giving him another head coaching job before he goes back to being, a, in his case, a defensive coach. He was, uh, I think, the linebacker's coach in, in New England. He's a young man who has some things to learn uh, about being the boss, as near as I can tell, based on everything that happened uh, in Miami. Uh, and it is telling that the only other team that requested an interview with him other than the Bears is Houston, where Nick Casario, who he grew up with in New England, spent all his time together, is the GM. And Nick Casario did not come away with any glowing endorsements. So I'm not a big Brian Flores fan. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, I think, would be excellent, but it's just totally unclear whether Jim has any interest at all in even the NFL, let alone the Chicago Bears. And if he's not 100% committed, and that's not where his heart's going to be, then that's not something that you want to do either. 
Um, but as long as the job remains open and as long as Jim is still considering his options, um, he, he's a hell of a football coach. There's no question about that. So if he was viable, then, 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 then Harbaugh probably would go to the top of the list right now of everybody that they're talking to if he was 100% committed. Let's get out to Romeoville and see what Pete's thinking tonight. Pete, how are you doing? Good. Um, how are you doing? I'm so good, I, had a, I had a question. So when obviously when Ryan Pace hired Matt Nagy, I'm sure Nagy had a sales vision and desire to want to coach, you know, Mitch. You know, what are you making of these recent reports that came out on how Nagy basically berated, chastised, and essentially ghosted Mitch, you know, when they're supposed to have meetings and whatnot? And, you know, essentially history is kind of repeating itself in a sense with Justin Fields. I know the main difference is now we don't have a GM tied to Justin Fields, like, like what the – what pace gave up for for Mitch, but you know, what are you making of this, and how how is this going to be dissected here as we hire a new coach in Jim? Well, I, I mean, I've said all along, Pete, that, that I didn't think that Mitch Trubisky necessarily got a fair shot, and I'm still not convinced he isn't going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I I don't. I, I think we've seen enough to know that Ryan Pace never should have. Well, we all, we knew from you know the jump, not from the jump, but pretty early on, it was clear that he shouldn't have taken him ahead of either Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. But beyond that, he just shouldn't have been the second overall pick in the draft or the third. And the fact that he gave up extra picks uh, to to move from three to two just made it the, the the sword that he ended up falling on. Now that said, I think Mitch has got some ability, some talent, liked the guy a lot, uh, a hard worker. His teammates loved him, and I think there's a chance he's going to be the next Ryan Tannehill, a guy who shows up somewhere again as a starter and takes a team to some playoffs and maybe wins a playoff game or two. Um, as far as how Matt coached him, uh, you know, I'm not disputing any of this reporting that, that we're reading now. Um, but, uh, I know I, I've actually had some contact with Matt since he left. And, uh, I know he's the first one to say that, that there's things that he wants to learn from and, and, and hopes to do better the next time around. Cause he definitely is going to be continuing to coach and probably be a successful coach. He did some things really well here as, as well. Um, but clearly the way he handled Mitch was not the right way because of the way it turned out. He isn't the coach anymore and we don't know who is going to be. Uh, Justin Fields, like every 22-year-old young man, needs to be taught properly. He needs to be motivated properly, and that's going to be a huge concern of who the next head coach is, and that's one of the reasons you're hearing so much love for Brian Dable because of the job he's done with Josh Allen. So uh, certainly, again, a name to keep an eye on. One more thing, and i got to run. I'm getting out of time here. But, you know, guys, I've said repeatedly it does not matter if the next head coach comes from the offensive or defensive side of the ball. He has to be the best head coach. But if it is a Brian Dable or if it's a Nathaniel Hackett, you're going to know that they're going to focus on Justin Fields. But if it's a Todd Bowles uh, or if it's a Matt Eberflus, who's their offensive coordinator going to be? That is going to be just as key as to who the next head coach is, maybe more so when we figure out who the next coaches are going to be in terms of how Justin Fields develops. And one of the reasons that you shouldn't be surprised if John DeFilippo is retained as the quarterback coach for that continuity. So, guys, I'm out of time. I'm late, as a matter of fact, and I apologize for that. Brian Callahan, he's probably swearing at me now because he's the producer and it's his job to keep me moving. Such a great job tonight, Brian, as always. Thank you. Great guests you lined up for us. Our thanks, as always, to Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times. Greg Gabriel, a regular here at The Score, a 32-year NFL scout. Most of all, I want to thank all of you for calling, for texting. Do appreciate it. Guys, I'm not a big late-night radio listener, but I'll be here at midnight. We're going to replay, with permission from his family, Les's funeral, Les Grobstein by 
you all know, is gone. It's a tremendous loss to all of us. You may want to tune in. I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining. Actually, 24-7, the score is where you want to be. Right now, CBS Sports Radio Network is next, so stay right where you are. I'm Hub Arkers. Talk to you again soon. Have a great night, everybody. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 